I'd ask if everybody's good, but I know you are. God's doing good stuff. Carl had a bigger miracle than, than Lisa was telling you because Lisa told me that Carl went a full day without oxygen. And I said, I had to have oxygen to live. So he did really good. God is so good. I was talking last week on thoughts, and I wasn't going to come back to it. And I've got to do what the Holy Spirit tells me. I'm going to go a different direction with it. Everything we talked about this morning, everything that was shared in announcements, everything that took place as far as praise and worship, every song that was wrote, every song that then was put out, all come from thoughts. All of it. We've allowed the enemy to use our pride. Listen to me. We all carry this. There's nobody here without pride. So I'm not pointing anybody out. But we are allowing our pride to get in the way of what God wants to do in our lives and other people's lives by our thoughts. Because if you get mad at somebody... You think about it. And then you, when you think about it, you're going to say what you shouldn't have said because what you were thinking about wasn't a right thought. We're all guilty. I'm not picking anybody out, my gosh, because we're all, we're all dealing with pride. That's, that's the downfall of all of us. But there's ways to get around that because, see, you died, you died with Christ. You're dead. So when... When those wrong thoughts come up, that's a temptation. And Jesus had every temptation that we had, but he never sinned. But we fall into sin by taking our thoughts and entertaining it. And the enemy knows that as you entertain your thoughts, you will speak your thoughts. I had a situation this week where I entertained thoughts. Right now, I'm, I'm having to take medication because of my heart. And the medication is absolutely nuts. So my thought life is just... I can't collect my thoughts and whatnot. So then when I get wrong thoughts, I'm still battling the medication, which I still have to fight with the word, which is what made me through it. But I said some things that I knew was hurting. But then immediately the Holy Spirit came back and said, you need to deal with that. You know that wasn't you. You know the, the situation. So once you, re you know what repent means? Repent mean doesn't get down and grovel. Repent means... To and go the other way. But if you don't have right thoughts, you can get yourself in trouble. And then if you happen to say something to hurt somebody, and they don't have the right thoughts, and they walk in unforgiveness with unforgiving thoughts, then it gets worse and worse. But the answer's in the Word. And the answer is the Word. I had a time this morning, woke up 3 o'clock, and I absolutely, it, I was so confused that I couldn't even think of scriptures to fight what was going on. Isn't that crazy? Now, I know, I don't have them word for word, but I know general scriptures. Now, John, I can walk in there and any, I can ask him where and he knows where and he can quote it. But this morning, I have those and I have some and I have a lot, but this morning it was like, and I thought, 
I might as well just get up and get my mind on what I've got to do instead of laying here trying to overcome what I was having trouble overcoming. And I didn't take medicine this morning, so I'm okay right now. If I fall over and go into AFib, doc, help. But the answer, listen, 1 Peter 5.8 says, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The only way he can devour you or I is through our thought life. That's it. You can take what people say. You can take what goes on television. You can take all the things that are coming in to your senses. And you can make those thoughts direct you. It, they take care of your ups. They take care of your downs. They take care of your attitudes. They take care of your reactions. They take care of your forgiveness. They take care of your unforgiveness. They take care of your emotions. They take care of your thoughts of your past. They take care of your thoughts of your future. It's all thoughts. Everything's thoughts. And we've got to recognize that the enemy is going to use everything against us if he can. And a temptation is just a thought. And we've got to take that thought captive, as the Bible tells us. We know that Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart. Now listen, everybody here, listen to me. Young and old, listen to me. I don't care what your age is. Aubrey, Drew, Riley, I could go down the list. At any age, your thoughts are going to direct you into stuff that you shouldn't go into or stuff that you should. And we've got to be around the Word, and we've got, to, we've got to read the Word, and we've got to be around people that talk the Word. We've got to be around people that live the Word. What Neil said was so true. Here he is, transferred 30-some miles to meet with a man that was lonely and hurting. Perfect timing. But you've got to know the Word to know the voice. You've got to build a relationship by reading the Word and being around the Word to hear the voice. The voice is the good voice. The voice is the voice that tells you the good. He never condemns you. He never convicts you. The Holy Spirit doesn't convict. He always tells you the right thing. We convict ourselves because the enemy's right there trying to condemn us. But when we get the Word, we get the answer. We get the thought. We change our feelings. Um, <laughs> Many times our, our mind, folks, listen, goes back to the carnal life. Well, what's a carnal life? Romans 8, 6 says, to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The word carnal literally means one who lives for fleshly, selfish desires. Also in that Definition, when you look it up, carnal means to do the things of the past that were of the enemy. Those, those thoughts that were bad, those things that were destroying, those, that gossip, that, that lying, that stealing, that's all part of that carnal life. And we come back to that all the time when we're not totally renewed. We're, we're trying to transform this mind by the renewing of the word. And we're trying to get our thought life straightened out. Because you get this thing, if you can get between these ears is my problem. Right here. No place else. Because everything else follows what's in between here. So I've got to change my thought life. And I've got to recognize my thought life by having a relationship with Christ. And know the right. And know the right. It's no different than a good coach. 
A good coach will teach you what to do right. He won't condemn you for what's going on wrong. He'll always build you up and he teaches you how to do the right way and then you do it and you do it and you do it and pretty soon that's the natural way. It's the same with our thought life. I'm guilty like the rest of you allowing that to come in and cause problems but I don't want to... Listen. Don't throw anything at me. Anytime we get mad we are full of pride. But what if something's going on that shouldn't be going on? Then you deal with that with righteous anger. You deal with that with prayer. You deal with that with the right attitude, with the right spirit. You don't come against anybody. And when you are, I don't care if it's your husband or your wife. If you get mad at them, it's only because you want your way. If you've got a coach, if you've got a school teacher you don't like, it's only because you don't, it's not like you want it to be. All of, we're guilty. All of us are guilty. But fact is, we've got to change. If we're going to be the witness like Neil was talking about, if we're going to be in that place in life where everywhere we go we're touching lives, we've got to change our thought life where we get it under control. And you can only get it under control when you recognize that he's the answer. He's got the answer. He's got it all. 1 Corinthians 3.3 3 says, You are still carnal for where there is envy, strife, and what's happening here for the scripture before, Paul says, I can't give you meat. I can't give you the real depth of the word because you won't even do the easy stuff. He said, you're still carnal for where, the, where envy, listen, where envy, strife, divisions among you, you are not, are you not carnal? Behaving like mere men? That's a tough scripture. I thought of that one a lot when I'm in the midst of arguing, in the midst of fussing, in the midst of fighting, in the midst of going on. But there's an answer for all this. Where does it come from? Ephesians 6, chapter 6, verse 10. <clears throat> It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What's the wiles? Everybody here knows. That's the inroads to your life. That's the inroads to your mind. That's the inroads to your thoughts. That's things coming in that you've got to make sure that what's coming in, you either get rid of it. If you entertain it, it's going to pull you down. That's, it. that's, that's his plan. Then it goes on and it says, it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual hopes of wickedness in heavenly places. Where's that coming from? From the wiles. You say, well, where's these bad thoughts coming from? From the wiles. It's coming from the input that has come into your life. It's coming from, it's coming from being hurt. It's coming from being abused. It's coming from all the things we walk through in life. It's, it's putting up walls because I don't want to get hurt again. But it all comes from thoughts. It all comes from, I, I'll, never, I'll never have another relationship because I've been burnt so many times. I'll never love anybody in because I've been burnt so many times. You've got to pull them down because those are wrong thoughts. You know, I don't care what I do. God will never, ever stop loving me. I don't care what your kids do. You will never, ever stop loving them. Because you've got that agape love for your child. He's got that agape love for us. 
So we've got to know that in the midst of what we're walking through and know that if we just do it his way and recognize that he put this word out to show us what we're battling against and what we've got to take care of, we've got to walk in it. It goes on, it says, it says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having, your gird, having girded your waist with truth. What's the truth? The truth is he loves me. The truth is I'm, I'm righteous. The truth is he's taking care of me. The truth is I'm not really me. I'm an alien passing through this world. I'm walking in this body and my old carnal self gets in the way, but I'm really a spirit man. And I'm really never, 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 never dying. Never. Never. Why would I want my thought life to destroy my relationships around me? Why would I want to be so hard-headed that I'll do anything to get my way? Why wouldn't I just relax and let God take care of those things and not go through all the drama and all the heartache that it takes to get my way? Because every time I got my way, I, I had to keep it. I had to be the one that fought to keep it that way. But when it's his way, it's just natural. And it's, it's, but, but I don't agree. You're not, you're not in a place to disagree or agree. Our place is just to do what the word says. Our place is just to relax and know that he's got us and takes, he's taking care of us. You've got to have the truth. It goes on and it says, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. I know I'm in right standing with God, so why do I care what people think? I know, I know he took care of me already. I know it's not in my doings. I know that getting my way doesn't make any difference. I know that having money doesn't make any difference. I know that not having money doesn't make any difference. I know that fighting with someone doesn't make any difference. I know that who wins the ball game doesn't make any difference. There was a time when I thought it did. There was a time when I screamed at this referee because he was wrong. I was 100 feet away and could see the call, and he was one foot away. Come on, I'm guilty. But I'm growing. I've got better. I still have a little trouble at times when it's blatant, but it's still none of my business. I can't change the call. All I'm doing is criticizing the man that's trying to do his job, Charlie. <laughs> but it's the truth, isn't it, Charlie? Charlie just goes... He already made the call. He, he's not going to say, Oh, Ron, I'm sorry. That was a bad call I made. It's the same with this word. He tells us how to do it. If we just do it, our life will change. Will it change all of a sudden? Probably not, but it'll come along. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Walk in his peace. You can't walk in his peace if you're fighting with someone. You can't walk in your, his peace if you're, if you're following the thoughts that are taking you the wrong way. You can't follow it. Above all, take the shield of faith. Oh, you know what? You know the only part I don't like about faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I don't have them yet. I want them right now. We drive through the fast foods and we want it right now. Well, that's not what faith is. Faith is trusting that what I'm going through, he's big enough to take care of it. And the person that I don't like. He loves them just as much as he loves me. 
And his goal is to get them set free as much as he's trying to set me free. So why wouldn't I want to live where it's just a place of, of, of just trusting and walking in peace and knowing that he's got me and, and being at that place where it, it's okay, just trust faith. Then it says, with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. How? By faith. By the word. By knowing that the word's the truth. It goes on and it says, and take the helmet of salvation. Oh my. What's he talking about there? Get your thoughts under control. And know that the word is the answer to what you're doing. Know that he's taking care of you. Know that he's got this. And then it goes on and it says, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word itself, which is him. Jesus, at the very beginning, it said he was always here. And he was the word. And he was life. Allow the life that's in you. So many people live not recognizing that the life of Christ is actually in you. They're speaking good things to you and encouraging you and telling you good things. Then it goes on, it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Always, always, always. This is the, this is the key to this thing between your ears. Get a hold of what this is saying and get it between your ears and recognize that he's trying to deceive us. He... he the wiles is just destroying us. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says to cast all those thoughts down. We've got to replace it with the truth. We've got to recognize that Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I have to do my part. I have to be there. I have to be there and listen. I have to be there and get the word. I have to quote the word. I have to memorize the word. I have to get the word in me so it's on recall. I've, I've enjoyed watching The Chosen, this last, the third episode that they're having, the last, this last season they've had recorded, and watching Peter, Simon Peter. They're portraying him just probably just about like he is. Absolutely, the man's crazy sometimes. And then he hasn't even, in the scenes, he hasn't even got to the place where he's, he's going to deny Christ three times after being with him for three years. That all come from thoughts. The episode we just watched, he's all upset and mad at God because his wife had lost a child. He's mad at God, the creator of the universe. Well, what was he thinking? Had him in turmoil. Had him upset. The last scene of, the last, of this episode, he's still screaming at God, standing in the boat and asking God to let him step out on the water in faith. You talk about a grace-filled God. He's hollering at Jesus about his, his wife and he steps out on the water trusting God. Our thoughts, our thoughts. We've got to get a hold of our thoughts and we've got to pull it in and recognize he is the truth. He is the answer. We've got to, we've got to come to that place to go, I trust no matter how I feel or for me lately or how crazy my mind's going. I trust that you've got this. I trust that you're going to take care of me. I trust you're going to get me. And guess what? If he don't, I'm still not dying. I don't die. This guy's dying. Well, that's obvious. Look at me. My hair's getting gray and I'm getting older. Gravity works. But I'm not dying. I'm supposed to be dead in here. Lay down, dead man. The... the the Walking Dead, dumb show. But we're all supposed to be Walking Dead. Truthfully. Not like they are. 
I've only watched about a half the show, and I went, are you kidding me? I'm not going to feed this. I already have trouble with this. I'm not going to put, and you, if anybody likes it, I'm sorry. I'm not condemning you. Watch the dumb thing. <laughs> we got to be in a place of peace. For me, that's not peace. Maybe you like it, and it gives you peace. Sugar gives me peace. And I still put sugar in my coffee a little bit. But it's not right. It's not good for me. But this morning, I've been drinking just black coffee for a while. And this morning, I thought, I looked down, I grabbed my coffee, and I looked down, and there was my sugar container. I thought, oh, just one teaspoon. Well, I got two cups. What got me there? I know that sugar's bad for me. You all do. It's proven. Medically, they've proven it. Why do I keep messing with sugar? Because I think about it. Because John's got candy in the office. And I look over and I think about it. And I do walk away a lot, don't I? But I have to fight it. No. Thoughts. It's the same thing in life, folks. When you have the thought that's going to hurt somebody, shut up. Well, I can't. It's like your sugar. I know, but you will eventually. Just keep working on it and keep trusting it and keep coming to that place where you... Lord, not my will, but yours. Take my life over. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer. Anxious can mean worry, but anxious can mean... Wait a minute. Oh, what, what? If I'm worrying, what am I doing? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm trying to get this in where you, you recognize you're always thinking. I'm scared to drive. I'm scared to... I've, I've been watching engineering disasters. And then I go over the Chester Bridge. Last night I watched... I seen three bridges just like that one. Just fall. Cameras were on it. It just fell. And then I go across this one. I can't think on. And they've checked it out. And they say it's safe. But those were too. It's, it's, everything's by faith. And everything's by right thoughts. And I'm not saying go, I know I can make it. I know I can make it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just get a hold of your thoughts and recognize that you're entertaining nonsense. I can't ride in an elevator, some people say. That's just from thoughts. I could go on and go on and go on. I don't like that person. That's a thought. I like that person. That's a thought. I've been running around with Donna, and I've heard her say probably 50 times, I love my church family. That's a thought. If everybody here would just do that, it would change this church. It would change your witness. It's just a thought. But then that thought comes out because the thought's been thought. Folks, I'm telling you, you could change your marriage. You could change your life. You could change the person you're living next to. You could change everything by changing your thoughts. 
It's hard, but it's not hard if we just get a hold of it. Team, come on up. Isaiah. Isaiah 26.3 says, You would keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. If I can keep this mind locked on him, if I could keep his mind, if I could keep that locked in here, it's no different than when Peter got out of the boat. As long as he kept his focus on Jesus, he walked on top of the water. Just the moment he started seeing the problems and not the answer, he started to sink. We can do, folks, we can do the same thing. He give us the spirit to do it. Let's stand up. Father, I thank you that everybody here, everybody here has got something going on that they don't want going on. And I thank you that we're not going to walk in anxiety. We're not going to think on worry. We're not going to think on the problem. We're going to start speaking the answer to every situation, every circumstance, Father. And we trust in you in that, and we know that it's going to happen, Father. We are speaking it, we're thinking it, and we're going to watch it happen in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. There's honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground, no matter where I go. I don't need to worry now that I know everything I need, you've got. There's honey in the rock. Stone, and I'm on the ground, no matter where I go.
Blessed, blessed, blessed. 